Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane. Dumps it out the horse. Packs it for three! Yeah! yeah! Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Got it! Let me step back and kiss myself! Oh my gosh, it's over! Windy City Assassin does it again! Just when it looked like we had the Bulls all figured out, knew what they were going to do, we knew the season was going to be lost, they go and beat the number one seed in the Western Conference. So I give up. I'm not going to bother trying. I don't need this hairline going back. I'm not going to bother moving because I'm actually having a good hair day today. Not going to move back any farther. But man, CJ, what a prediction, man. I'm going to give you all the credit. And we're going to talk about the impacts of that game and a big injury update. That's not good. It came out on today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. I'm your host, Nick Schultz, alongside my aforementioned partner, former Bulls bench mob member in Tennessee Vol, C.J. Watson, who could also moonlight as a meteorologist or something because he <laughs> called that victory over the Nuggets. Nice prediction, man. Yeah, it was a lucky guess. They needed the win, and it was a big-time uh, role victory for them. I mean, lucky guess is what got me through college. So, <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong with a lucky guess, but you you saw it coming somehow, I think. 117-96, to 96, I don't know if you expected a blowout necessarily. Did not expect Denver to wave the white flag, but, I mean, it was – impressive game nonetheless and it would have been nice if they got that victory before that game but hey you know right. what you beat the number one seed in the western conference take it and run i guess yeah yeah, for sure yeah they, they definitely have enough to win and i like i've always said uh, before that they have enough to win this talent on this team three uh former all-stars and uh they just gotta find a way to put it together if they can play like that every night if they'd done that all year i wouldn't be whining and complaining on every right. show but right. <laughs> they haven't, so I'm going to want to complain some more because it's fun and I got to fill the time somehow. But before <laughs> I do anything else, I tell you about our great friends, betonline.ag. BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. Everything from pro and college basketball to UFC, MMA, and more. You will always find the latest odds, team matchup information, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable, BetOnline is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Conference tournament time is here in college basketball. They are, they're crazy. The Big East has been wild. The Big Ten has been, well, the Big Ten, I guess. March Madness is coming next week. Bet on all of it at Bet Online. What are you waiting for? Head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. Get that 50% bonus at Bet Online. It's where the game starts, by the way. Selection Sunday coming right up. All of that at Bet Online. And don't forget, we have an official T-shirt of our show, Jordan Pippen 98, The Last Dance, exclusively at shop.believe.com, the official store of the network. There's a lot of great stuff there. The guys do a great job promoting all the shows with merch. If you want our shirt, Jordan Pippen 98, The Last Dance, shop.believe.com. The link is in my Twitter and Instagram bios. Now we're going to dive into whatever the hell this Nuggets game was. 117 to 96, the Bulls beat the Nuggets, the number one seed in the West. They had Nikola Jokic. <clears throat> was apparently a stat pattern depending on who you ask and you know this game sums up this year perfectly they rise to the occasion the bulls do against the top teams but they lose the games they shouldn't lose and this is the problem this is why they're in the position they're in 
Yeah, I definitely think so. Uh, like you said, uh, they've beaten uh, the great, the good teams and uh, the bottom teams on the bottom. They have you know trouble beating them or you know just can't really close it out. So it's definitely a tale of uh, two teams. I feel like, um, but definitely, like I said, like I said before, they're definitely talent on this team. They definitely can win and they can get to the playoffs. They just got to figure out a way to put it together and somehow. But maybe it might be too late. Uh, you know, winning these games uh, at this point in the season. That's why I say it would have been nice to get on the win streak that I wanted. You lose to. Indiana, just you lose. Let's talk about this more because I kept saying it before we started recording. This team lost to the Indiana Pacers at home, then turns around and goes on the road and beats the number one seed in the West. I cannot reiterate that enough. I just, the talent is there. Is yeah. this the team that our tourist Karna Shovis and Mark Eversley think they're going to get with this roster? I mean, that's the way I'm looking at it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But like you said, it's just, uh, it's just mind boggling. To beat uh, the number one seed in the West and then come back to and lose at home to Indiana, so it's just kind of crazy how you let your guard down. Uh, maybe Denver even let their guard down against playing against the Bulls. Um, it happens to, to every team, uh, but for the Bulls' case, they gotta they gotta win every game. They gotta find a, a dominant mindset each and every night. Like I want to come out of here and I want to be really happy because I've been angry as of late. Even when I've had I've had all the coffee in the world to try and get <laughs> a little pep in my step. They've been losing games they shouldn't lose. And now I, I want to be happy that they beat the Nuggets, but I'm not because like you said, it feels too little too late. You're 66 games in now. Like yeah. it, it's the season feels over. You're six games under 500 and we're going to get into standings watch here in a little bit too. But I just feel like, you know, I didn't watch, I'll be honest with you. I didn't get to watch the game. I was on big 10 tournament covered for on three. So I saw highlights. I saw the box score. I saw the Twitter reaction. So maybe that's an impact here, but I just feel kind of, Okay, is this going to have any any impact in the long term? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. Like I said, it's going to you know roll into free agency, roll into the summertime to see exactly what the front office is going to do. Uh, like I said, these last few games will help them see what they actually have in their star players and the bench players and the and the young guys to see how they're developing and uh, how how to grade them for for this point of the season and throughout the whole season really. Um, to see what that what kind of moves they're going to make in the summer. So hopefully, you know, they can finish it up strong and maybe even get into that playoff spot or playing spot and try to get to the playoffs. Yeah, like I, I want to be more excited because Zach Levine had a huge game, 12 for 18 from the field, three for five from three. We talked about it the other day, and I'm going to say it again. He's all the way back. Like this is Max yeah. Zach. I'm going to take back, well, for the time being at least, I'm going to take back any trade Zach talks I had. This <laughs> is the guy you thought you were getting. This is the guy you gave the max contract to build around him yeah, yeah for sure you got to build around him. he's he's showing you that he's capable of it um i definitely like to see more leadership qualities in him but like i said he's scoring the ball at a, at a high clip um, um and doing it on a consistent basis and that's what you want from your superstar player and the other guys are stepping up too booch is playing uh like booch uh damar is doing what he does uh the bench guys are coming in and, and providing a spark which is which is what you want um definitely like to see more or uh, better three-point shooting uh, i think that's the biggest kind of achilles heel uh, but other than that, they look pretty pretty good so far. You know, I feel like Zach's leadership qualities, and I'll get into the three-point shooting thing too. I want to address that. But with Zach as a leader, I feel like, yeah, you haven't seen it yet. He's on a team with DeMar DeRozan, who's right. a proven leader. Patrick Beverly is now on this team. Mm. I remember the three alphas. That was my right. freshman year <laughs> of college when you had Rondo and Dwayne Wade and Jimmy Butler. You talk about guys who were leaders. I mean, on their own, all three of those guys are great leaders. I mean, that's not yeah, yeah. a stretch to say that. Put them together. You saw the mess that happened. 
I mean, that was under Fred Hoiberg, who, by the way, disappointed at the United Center once again in the Big Ten tournament. You didn't think I was going to go the whole show without acknowledging that. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, when you have those that many leaders in a room, it's a good problem to have, I feel like, especially when you got a vocal guy like Pat Bev, a quiet guy like DeMar, and if Zach's going to be your number one guy, I mean, I hope he's kind of taking all this in because, I mean, inevitably, it feels like it's going to be his team at yeah. some point. So then I want to see him be that leader. Maybe not to Pat Bev's extent because, I mean, you only have one Pat Bev, but you, yeah. you get what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure, yeah. We all lead by different uh, different ways. Um, some people lead, lead by example. Some people are more vocal leaders, like maybe like a Pat Bev or – of that type, but uh, he doesn't. I think he has to show some cause of being a leader, whether it's by example or b- vocal. Um, but uh, everyone has to sacrifice. I feel like even when you have three uh, male dominant or alpha alpha dogs in the house, you gotta someone has to sacrifice for the betterment of the team, and uh, that's the only way teams can be successful. Right, and it goes back to roster makeup. I feel like I mean this this roster's flawed. Demar Derozan hit a lot of that last year, and I yeah. I fell for it. I de- I definitely fell into that trap last year, but. <laughs> I feel like that'll help too, depending on what they do this off season, but let, let's revisit the three point shooting because I, I made it clear the other day. I want them to at least act like they're keeping up <laughs> with the modern NBA. Like, I mean, you're All not right. going to, this roster is not made for three and D you're not going to be the warrior shooting three, every other play, just act like it. Try your yeah. best against, oh, that's the Pacers box score. Uh, I had the, had the wrong game up here on my ESPN here trying to get the Nuggets box score to see what their three-point numbers were. It's not cooperating with me. But either way, though, I mean, Zach had 29 points again. We know that. From three, he was three for five. The Bulls were eight of 24 from three. The Nuggets were 15 of 40. And the Bulls managed to get one more shot off than the Nuggets did. To me, that's your recipe for winning games. If you can't, if you're not shooting the three, I mean, eight for 24, you took 24 threes. The Nuggets took 40. Right. <laughs> I mean, act like you're keeping up, but if that's your game and it's play, if it's working, I say just try it. Get through the end of the year. If you're going through the motions, you're going through the motions. Yeah, yeah. I think you got to play to your strengths. Um, obviously they're not a great three point shooting team, but they can be better. Um, but like I said, yeah, you just got to play to your strengths. I think I don't think you got to fit to the modern NBA if that's not your game because you will definitely lose every game uh, trying to keep up with the modern NBA if you can't shoot threes. Um, like I said, I'm a big big believer in shot makers, not shot takers. So if you're better off shooting twos and, and uh, finishing at the rim in mid range game, you got to do that. Then uh, the shooting threes and just missing them all the time and just trying to keep up with the, you know, with the Joneses or whatever. So I definitely think uh, and believe in playing to your strengths and that's what they're doing so far, but I definitely want to see better three point shooting and better shot selection, I guess, from the three point line for the Bulls. That's the second time I've heard keeping up with the Joneses reference this week somewhere. That's that's the second time I've had that. I hadn't heard that. I heard, hadn't heard that one in a while. Right. But, you know, the number that jumps out to me, too, one of your shooters is Kobe White, one for six against Denver. Yeah. That's not great when that happens. But another guy who is playing really well, I mean, I make it known, plus minus is a, pl- is a flawed stat. Yes, Kobe White was plus 22, but there was one guy who was better. Patrick Williams, plus 23, 18 points, eight for nine shooting. Playing with that aggressiveness. He's been playing yeah, yeah. really, really well. I really think the Patrick Beverly edition is biggest for him than anybody else, even Zach. Yeah, I believe so, too. I think he's learned a lot from DeMar and Zach, uh, just having those guys in front of him and seeing uh, their careers and seeing how they're playing. I'm sure how he how they approach the game each and every day and practice and games and stuff like that is taking a toll on him, and he's learning a lot from that. And then, like you said, uh, bringing Pat Bev in, uh, the vocal leader, and someone just to um, – give confidence to every every player, not just to Zach Levine, but he's giving confidence to every player on the on the roster and just making them believe in themselves even more. And that's what a guy like Pat Bev does, and that's what he does for your team. 
the moment that jumped out to me was the very first game with Patrick Beverly when the first timeout was called and Pat Bev did not, he didn't shake hands with everybody. He went straight to Patrick Williams, put his arm around him. It was pointing out on the court, trying yeah. to direct him like, okay, here's what you got to do here and here. That yeah. showed me like, okay, this is going to be really good for him. And I go back to the roster makeup. You've got your alphas, Levine, DeRozan, Booch. I think moving to the bench is the best thing that can happen to Patrick Williams. Have him lead that unit so he can be more aggressive instead of being too passive and trying to get the other guys involved. Yeah, that's what you want to see, especially in his development. Maybe, like you said, next year if they decide to trade DeMar or he walks in free agency, then uh, he can he can step into that role and be aggressive and, and know that you know he can be a, a starter and then also contribute each and every night. So I think it's definitely beneficial for him in that second unit. Uh, I, as you sit here now, I lean toward trading DeMar just with the contract situation. I don't think they're going to extend him or at least give him the money he wants. I don't know right. if I would. I don't know what that number is. I don't know what kind of money he wants, but at his age, you know, you got to play that game. So if, if that happens and that's just a gut feeling, then again, I had a gut feeling they were going to make a move with the trade deadline too when they sat on their hands. Right. But I, I think I think watching Patrick Williams come into his own, that's going to be huge going forward into next year. And there's there's other stuff that's going to impact next year too, like this Lonzo news we got today. But, you right. know, Patrick Williams, really good signs here. That's one of the positives to take away from this year. Yeah, it's definitely one of the positive and it's definitely going to help you make decisions uh, in the draft, uh, what kind of player you draft. Um, so it's definitely his development is definitely going, going. I, don't, I wouldn't say as planned, but it's definitely progressing, I guess, and uh, going seeing the up and up from him. Worst thing that could have happened was losing last <clears> year <throat> to injury because this is the kind of leap you want to see in year two. You're yeah. seeing it in year three because he missed last year. Like yeah. that, that's just the big factor here that people keep forgetting and patience. It's a virtue. Like, I mean, I fall into it. I'm oh, yeah. one of the most impatient people I know, but <laughs> you know, it, you gotta have, take your time. This guy went from six man of the year to starting in the NBA. And now he's back to that six man role where I think he's, I think he's thriving in it. I think it's really good for him. And you know, we talk about next year. Another thing that's going to impact that we got some news Thursday morning from Woad. Lonzo ball is looking at a third surgery on his knee. And this recovery could take six months. So do quick math that puts you at about October, November, depending on when the surgery happens, maybe September, October. So I, I guess just off the bat here, what do we think of the impact of this? Not just on the court. I'm talking Lonzo himself because he's 25 years old and we yeah. might be going through three surgeries on one knee. Yeah, it's very unfortunate uh, just for anyone to go through surgery. Um, I know how it is, and but like I said, it's just, this is unfortunate. It sucks to, to happen to a player of his caliber at, at a such young age and Definitely, definitely have have high hopes for his career, you know, and uh, hopefully he gets back healthy. But uh, it's going to be tough for the Bulls to rebound from this, and it just depends on you know, you're you're thinking like what what do they do from where do they go from here? Do they do they trade them? Uh, I don't know what the what the options are right now. I mean, I don't know if you keep them. So like I said, it's going to be definitely interesting to see what they do in the front office with them. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, and I don't know this for sure. I've got to do some research. There's got to be a way to get like a hardship with the salary yeah, yeah. cap. Right. I right. think there's, I forget what the exact term is, but there's a way to do it. It's a matter of if the Reinsdorfs are going to actually do it. I mean, yeah. it can save, it can save you money. Like it's going to save your salary cap hit. That's going to impact free agency. That's going to impact the entire off season. Cause you can have yeah. that much more salary cap available. And I mean, now on the court, I don't, you don't know when he's, it, it, this happens. I mean, Joe Cowley's reported. It's not a sure thing. Even Woj said, this is just a possibility. They're exploring the option, but I mean, the fact that it's out there leads me to believe yeah. they're seriously considering 
something yeah, like yeah. this. Yeah, I, whenever Woj drops a bomb, it's definitely a bomb. So it's it's not right. it's mostly ninety nine percent true. <laughs> right, like if if Woj is gonna get this, this is not gonna be one of those things like oh he might be doing this. We're thinking about it. We're not sure. We're still talking to people. Yeah, if Woj gets it. That means okay, this is a serious possibility. It's it feels like a matter of when this yeah, surgery yeah. happens. So yeah. I mean, you've seen what this roster is like without a point guard. Now the urgency is there, in my opinion. You don't need to go get. Alonzo, a starting point guard, get a capable backup who can fill in until he's healthy. Because I, I mean, you have to hope, right? I mean, depending yeah. on the contract too. I just don't know if you're AK and Eversley. I don't know what you do. Yeah, yeah I don't know what you do either. I feel like you go get a starting point guard. I feel like because you never know Maybe. at this point if he's going to come back. If he's going to come back the same, how long he's going to come back? If he does come back, uh, you know, he's been out for what a year and a half or almost two years. Fourteen so. months. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a long time, and uh, just the 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 capabilities of him getting injured and re-injured the same you know knee again is gonna you know be highly likely. So I go get a starting point guard and just act like you know Lonzo's not coming back. <laughs> it's not, I mean, not good to say, but I mean that's the that's the nature of the business. <laughs> I I don't disagree with you. I mean you've got to think about. I always say hope for the best, but plan for the worst. Right. Yeah. You have to plan for the worst, and I don't know who the point guard pre-agent classes we just got this news today i have not thought that far i've not done that right. kind of research i'm still in conference tournament mode too so like <laughs> i gotta yeah, get a little bit to dive into the free agent class but you know that's going to be the biggest storyline to me yes what they do with damar what happens with booge what happens with kobe white that's all big and those are all very important this offseason is shaping up to be even bigger than i thought it was going to be yeah yeah it's definitely gonna be big and it's going to be big for the Bulls. Like I said, the front office has a lot of pressure on them, uh, especially not doing anything during a trade deadline, just to see where this uh, franchise go, goes in the future, where they want to take them. The needs are the same as last year. You need size, you need shooting, and you need a point guard. Yeah. Last year, they went and got Goran Dragic and Andre Drummond. Well, guess what? Goran Dragic is not a team anymore. He's right. going to sign with the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. Like, they might that, get a ring. <laughs> that says that says everything about how the last year and a half has gone for this team and it put you think we'd be on lottery watch this year here we are bulls right now 31.9 percent chance of top four pick that's and that's as, as of thursday afternoon they're also one game back of the 10 seed in the eastern conference standings now that's not the only team we have to watch when we're doing lottery and standings watch the trailblazers 31 and 35 record eighth best lottery odds remember if they're outside the top 14 the Bulls get that pick. So there's a lot you have to watch here. And it's really now they're they're stuck in the middle. The Bulls are stuck yeah, yeah. in the middle of this thing. Yeah, they're playing with fire. You know, like I said, uh, what they did this whole year is kind of um, put them in this position. Um, and they got to either, you know, fight their way out, claw their way out, or or just, you know, just tuck it in and just get ready for the, for the summer and free agency. But I think uh, it's going to be interesting, like I said, to see how they – finish the season up, see how much dog and how much fight they have left in them if they really want to just, you know, lay down or they want to really fight and try to get in that playoff spot. I think that's the hardest part of this whole thing. They did this to themselves. Right. This is not <laughs> this is a, this is all self-induced. Yeah. Like it's it's been all up here. Yeah. I mean, and just going back to it, I'm gonna sound like a broken record, but it's because I cannot get over it. You beat the Denver Nuggets on the road, but you can't beat the Pacers at home. Yeah. It's you that's maddening. It's the word going to use over and over and over this year. They've done this to themselves. And now I don't know which way they go. Cause either way there's risks. Yeah, there's definitely is risk. But uh, like I said, it's, it's so hard to win in the NBA. Um, people don't understand how, how hard to win, how hard it is to win uh, each and every game. You can't take things lightly. You can't take teams lightly because every day 
uh, team can come in there and not expectantly and beat you, or whether at home or away. So you know, it's uh, you gotta be serious and be focused every night. What you you mean like the eleven seed in the Eastern Conference, <laughs> which has lost three of its last four games, going in knocking out the number one seed in the West? Right, with a future MVP again. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, Jokic it should happens, be the MVP. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't I I don't care what people say. Nikola Jokic should be the MVP this year. I yeah. Stat Patty, I, I heard what was said on ESPN. I watched that whole exchange on Tuesday. <laughs> I, I, I know what's been said. Nikola Jokic to me, sorry, Giannis. Jok- yeah. The Joker's the MVP for me again, just the way he plays. I, I love watching him play basketball. Yeah, it's, it's easy. You know, it's not hard to, to see good basketball and, and quality basketball and, and unselfishness. Uh, he just plays the game at a different pace. Um, IQ, um, bigger guy comes out, he, he, take, he goes by him, a smaller guy goes on him, he he punches him in the paint and he can find cutters and passers and double teams and no look passes, full court passes. So like I said, he's a, he's the MVP in my book again. Yeah. I I'm with you. I, I I can get behind that. And, you know, yes, the supporting cast helps. I, I, I get that part of it, but yeah. you've got to, you've got to be able to make that pass. And for a guy his size to make those passes, that, yeah. that's not easy. That he's a unicorn. I that phrase gets used way too much. He's a unicorn. <laughs> the yeah. whole thing. I'm I'm a big big fan of the Joker's game, and let's stay in the Western Conference here to wrap up because I'm tired of talking about the Bulls and how annoyed I am with them. The <laughs> Lakers, are they going to do this thing? Is this happening? Are they really going to make a run at this? I hope so, man. I, I hope <laughs> so. They uh, definitely are. AD is definitely playing in the way he's. Uh, we all seen him and all know him to to play. Uh, like getting thirty and twenty one or twenty two, whatever he had the other night was. It was definitely a joy to see, enjoy to watch. Uh, but uh just want to see if they can do it with LeBron back on the court. Because uh, AD, when he plays with LeBron, kind of uh, favors to LeBron and lets LeBron uh, be his team. But I think it's really AD's team. He has to take that mentality and and kind of just run with it. I like that he's stepping up with LeBron out. Because when LeBron was out, I wrote him off. I'm like, okay, they're done. Yeah, yeah. This year's over. And now I saw a stat on SportsCenter. Uh, SVP had a stat. The defensive efficiency is like the best it's in the NBA in the last couple of months or something like that, since they made those trades for Vanderbilt and Russell and Beasley, yeah. like now they're seven and three in their last 10 games. They're in the thick of the Western conference standings. I didn't think we'd be talking about the Lakers. I laughed at NBA today, talking about it last week and all these yeah. people on the talking heads, like can the Lakers make a run at this as they're the 12 seed in the West here they are now they're the nine seed. Right. Yeah, it makes it, uh, like I said, Beasley and Vanderbilt make a big difference, huge difference. Uh, Vanderbilt brings defensive intensity. Uh, I just love the way he plays, and Beasley brings the shooting that they desperately needed <laughs> uh, when guys double-team AD or Braun, uh, they can't just sag off everyone. So, And Troy Brown is playing great, you know, uh, Vegas kid. Uh, so that's your Vegas guy. Bull, yep, Bulls legend, him. Troy Brown. Yep, yep, yep. Love to see him playing good and uh, playing defense and knocking down three. So just hopefully they can keep it up, you know, and uh, see some excitement in uh, basketball in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I full so kind of take the listeners behind the curtain here. I fully prepared to come on here last week before the Bulls dropped a couple of those games. Naturally, I came on here fully ready to say we're talking about the Lakers possibly winning a playoff game when they're outside the play-in. Why aren't we talking about the Bulls doing that? And then the Bulls went and laid an egg, and I scrapped that. And we <laughs> talked, and I talked about how annoyed I was for a half hour. But now I'm sitting here going, okay, I'm really glad we didn't talk about that because. I- wouldn't been that wrong. Well, since my thoughts on Chris Collins at Northwestern haven't been that wrong, but you know, this is really interesting. What's happening in LA. Yeah, it's definitely interesting just to see the turnaround to see, and you know, just see the energy. Cause uh, when the Lakers are good, like I said, when the Knicks are good, the the whole league is good. I feel like uh, a lot of fans come out of the woodworks, obviously, and start cheering for their teams and, 
it's a it's good it's good banter uh, it's good uh, trash talk between fans and people online and all that kind of stuff and you love to see you know uh, things like that it just makes the game much more much more fun and makes it more fun to watch. You know, you mentioned the Knicks. I don't know what to think about the Knicks. Love Tibbs. <laughs> don't get me wrong, but is that going to be sustainable with the schedule, with the amount of minutes and everything? Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, people say, can the Knicks be a title contender? Uh, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not sold on it. I could, they're nine and one in their last ten. Yeah, yeah. getting hot at the right time, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think they have enough firepower uh, to be like a team like a Boston Celtics or even Philadelphia. Even I don't think. Uh, but they're definitely, you know, entertaining to watch. Uh, Randall's playing good. Brunson's playing good. Um, and uh, quickly, I love his game. Uh, he's playing. He's playing good too. So uh, they definitely have a, a lot of high character guys on that team. But I'm, I'm not sure if they're you know, title contenders just yet. Maybe in another year or two. Maybe. Yeah, you know, maybe that tampering for Brunson's paying off. I mean, the way. Right. I mean, I heard kind of similar narratives to what we heard about Demar Derozan last year about like, oh, worst free agent signing of the offseason. They overpaid him. Why are they doing this? It's working out just fine, I think. And he missed that game the other day that they lost that they should have yeah. won. Like he, when he's in the lineup, man, they're scary. But I mean, you you played for Tibbs. You know yeah. how intense that is. He doesn't let out the gas. Yeah, yeah. no, gotta, Tibbs, it's Tibbs a matter of balance. Yeah, he definitely doesn't let out the gas. And his uh, his system is a guard system. If you're a guard, and you can score. You're gonna flourish in Tibbs' system, and that's what Jalen Brunson is doing. Uh, I actually think he's underpaid and underachieved. Uh, so I, I think he's uh, definitely getting more. Uh, bang for his buck and uh, he's definitely bringing more to that team than you know what they thought I'm sure and Dallas obviously on the other end is hurting because they don't have a player like him <laughs> Dallas what in the world <laughs> right. I mean, I came on here and ha- I thought I was doing just due diligence by putting the disclaimer that on paper right I re and Luca are good together yeah. I didn't think it'd be like this what are they three and five when they play on the- when they play together and Luca's hurt again right yeah yeah, it's just, it's just, uh, I feel like just bad basketball. They're just playing one-on-one basketball the whole time, just standing and watching. And so it's not conducive to a movement, uh, moving basketball or cutting team or anything like that. So they definitely got to find some movement and kind of not just let those guys just go one-on-one because the defense can just, just load up and just watch, watch guys going one-on-one. So, you know, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to get any baskets like that. You know, they've, they've got the same problem the Bulls do. They're little. Tim Legler did yeah. a great breakdown. I wish, I wish I could play like videos on the podcast. It's too tough for me to do with my premier skills <laughs> and working it in. But he did a full breakdown of why Dallas struggles on defense because they they have to bring double teams that leaves yeah. a guy open and they got the back cuts coming in like they're undersized. It's the same problems we talk about with the Bulls. Yes, you've got Vooch and Drummond. But other than that, when they play the Raptors, the Bulls are going to get outmatched because they're so yeah. little. Like that's the yeah. that's Dallas's problem offensively yep. they're fine yeah yeah for sure and then when you start putting their big guys in rotations and stuff like that and or switching your big guys into a guard who can create like a Kyrie or a Luka you know it's uh it's, it's gonna leave you know guys wide open or cutters and it's just it's just bad a bad system <laughs> exactly and I mean it's that's roster makeup is yep. huge you can have as you see the Bulls have guys who were all-stars yep. three former all-stars and they're 30 and 36 because they're too little Go get yep. some size, please. And I'm not, I'm not just talking about go get Andre Drummond on a minimum deal or whatever it was, two years, little money. Go get a big guy, yep. please. If it means you don't bring back Vooch, okay, it sucks, but yep. go get some size. Just Yeah, get, for sure. Get guys who can switch off uh, multiple defenders, guys who can guard multiple uh, positions and just athletic, you know, young young talent. I feel like you've got to go get uh, people who can, who can do different things, not just uh, – uh, expertise in one thing. So definitely uh, going to be interesting. 
You know, I mentioned Luca that just heard this just came through from Woj right now. Uh, his MRI on his thigh is clean, so he's not going to be out too long for the Mavericks. Right. So yeah. that, that that's what you like to see when you when the, when the star players aren't hurt like that. But yeah, yeah. And Dallas is an interesting situation. They feel like it feels like a very similar spot to the Bulls. I agree with you. They need young talent, and a way to do that is through the draft, assuming they get a first round pick. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, just a preview of next week. I do want to, in the spirit of March Madness, I want to talk about some prospects to watch in the draft. We're going to see where everybody's at on Selection Sunday. Go from there. And I want to come out here on Monday and figure we can talk about what your, your Vols have a couple guys that could be interesting, I think, depending on how Zakai yeah. Ziegler comes back. I'm, yeah, they got, they got a couple. Your, your volunteers are an interesting team this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's definitely going to hurt us with our point guard, but hopefully we can, you know, hold the, hold the floor down and, and see, you know, how far we can go in this tournament. You know, even even without Ziegler, that or even with him in the lineup, excuse me, that's just that the defense is yeah. through the roof. You just got to score the basketball. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's the thing with you know Rick Barnes teams. They're always good on defense. The problem is, can we score? Can we, you know, um, get points in transition, get to the free throw line, and and do uh, some good three point shooting? But that's a that's been an issue, I think, the whole season. Yeah, top defense according to Ken Palm. That's adjusted defensive efficiency. I just have pulled up right here because I still had it open from work. Top defense in the country, top yep. 50 offense, and it's fringe, number 48, according to the metrics. But that, <laughs> that's an interesting, interesting group there. We're going to dive into all of that next week because, I mean, I love – this is going to be my favorite few weeks of the year because you got yep. March Madness, you got the Masters coming around, you got MLB starting, NBA's in full swing. And, y- yes, hockey's there too. I don't care about the Blackhawks right now. They're The Blackhawks may be mad for multiple reasons. So, all in all, good sports window here. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully we have some more fun on here too, instead of me just complaining and putting up with me for 25, 30 minutes a, twice a week. I don't, I don't know how man. you do it. Hey, it's fine, man. That's why I've heard a lot of complaining through my years of playing with teammates and people like that. So it's fine. <laughs> I hope it gets better. I really hope this off season just changes things, but you know, 66 games in yeah, 16 games to go. I'm done trying to predict what's going to happen in the next few games. Obviously after the Nuggets game, but you know, we're still going to try and have some fun. We're going to do some big picture stuff the next few weeks as we march toward the off season. We're going to wrap up today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network presented to you as always by betonline.ag. Use that promo code BLEAV, 50% welcome bonus just in time for all the madness, including these conference tournaments, which again, the Big Ten is just drunk. And buy our shirt. Jordan Pippen, 98, the last dance, shop.believe.com. CJ, a lot of fun once again, even with the bad news about Lonzo. We got a big few weeks coming up here. We're going to get, get draft heavy, I feel like. Let's start looking away from on the court. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Start to look, you know, into next season, into the free agency, and see what this draft can uh, – see what kind of gym is going to come out of it. Yeah, it feels weird talking free agency and draft in March, but i just tired of same old, same old. Let's mix it up and <laughs> hopefully talk about better days ahead right. for the Bulls. <laughs> Really armchair GMs, you're really good at that. I'll just sit, I'll just sit here and bounce ideas off you. <laughs> we will see you back here next week. Everybody enjoy the weekend. Enjoy all the basketball on TV too. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.